0: Good morning. Thank you very much for incorporating these uh, notes at the end of your notes. This is the last set of notes for the rise of the state and we will be in Japan for the next few minutes. So um, basically what I want to start with is uh, what's referred to. Well, first, if you don't know where Japan is, go find it on a map. But second, for about two hundred years uh, during the time of great exploration that the Europeans are you know Christopher Columbus and Vasco da Gama uh Japan is at war with each other and it's called the warring down um, I'm sorry the warring States period and basically it's a complete breakdown of central authority um, there's hundreds of local strongmen uh there's disputes for power um, near the end of the warring States period so like two hundred years and three hundred years in Uh, I'm sorry, um, 150 years in, um, we have the emergence of what's called the diamo. And basically, these men, um, they're creating new systems of increasing their power, and it's kind of like trial and error. Like, you know, basically, who can, different types of warring methods to defeat weaker opponents. And um, basically, it's going to end up as these diamos are getting more power, there's it's sporadic warfare, but on a bigger scale, right? Because it's one guy versus... It's eventually going to be one guy versus another guy. So the first name I want to introduce you to is Oba nobotengaya And um, no, I do not speak um, Japanese, so I do apologize. But basically, uh, you can see his dates, 1534 to 1582. So so like I said, you know, really you start to see the emergence of one one family, now, this guy came from a minor um, Samurai family, but incredible military skills. He was innovative, he was ruthless, surprise attacks. Think of Sun Tzu back in the day. Um, and he's the first fi- uh, Samurai to use um, guns. okay so this is this is really important this you know we talked about the arrival of guns in Africa with the slave trade. Well how did they get to Japan? Well it was trade um, from Portugal in the early 1500s. And so by 1580, most of Japan was in his, (coughs) excuse me, in his control. He was killed in 1582. Um, And eventually you're just, I know you're probably looking at, okay, well, um, okay, well, oh, oh, uh, Francis Xavier. I do apologize. Francis Xavier, he is a Jesuit and um, um, Nobunaga actually allowed Francis Xavier into Japan. And Xavier, he used paintings to teach the Japanese about Christianity. Um, and what's interesting is, you know, I think I've mentioned this to you before, or maybe I haven't. Um, the CIA during World War II actually used um, Jehovah's Witness and other religious people as um, spies. And it's because, you know, think about it, people who are trying to convert other groups of people to their religion, they have to really know they have to know that population, like what's going to make them want to convert to my religion. Right. And, um, so, um, Francis Xavier realized that, um, poverty would not like go well with them. Like they would look down upon that. And so, you know, he, um, and his, and his, and the other priests that came, that arrived to Japan with him were always overly dressed and they brought really awesome, um, European gadgets. Um, that it was not it was not very easy to convert the Japanese and eventually uh, Christianity is um, completely banned. So the next name I want to introduce you to is really, 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 really important name. And it's um, Tokugawa Aisu. And if you're looking at his dates 1542 to 1616, so kind of overlaps with Nabungawa. And basically, um, what Aisu is going to be able to do as well, he he's a very well educated military man. He's one of the most significant figures in Japanese history. Um, really interesting life growing up. He was sent as a hostage when he was four years old to a neighboring warring state. Um, he was raised like a noble, at, even though he was a hostage. He was educated, um, and he rose in ranks in that warring state. And when the leader died of that warring state, um, he allied with the successor. I'm sorry, the successor and um basically um he will continue to rise to power and oh excuse me and um when that that successor died Isu basically was able to finagle and take take control and once he's um uh once he's in control other leaders they began to scheme against him and there was war however He was able to reorganize the daimo and um, completely control and monitored. And it's very similar to like um, what we talked about in France, right? You know, you need to control your nobility. You need to control the people who have power. Excuse me. And by 1600, he completely defeated others. So again, if you want to put this into perspective, uh, 30 years born in 1648. So as, you know, the rise of the Westphalian system in the West... Uh, Japan is also, you know, r- creating its boundaries, creating this absolute ruler. So again, it's going to get sucked into this Westphalian system as well. In sixteen oh three, the emperor of Japan is Goyozi, but th- this is title only a name. And Ayesu, um has the the historic title of shogun, and um, that's where the real the real power is. And this is um, his time period is referred to as uh, Tokugawa Shogunate. And, um, basically what's, what's life like, um, in Tokugawa is very prosperous, very stable Society is completely restructured. Um, Japan was really peaceful. Uh, you know, there was a power shift, um, in that, you know, do we need, do we need samurai? Would well, you know, think about it. If you got, if you got guns, you know, do you, do you need samurai? Um, uh, Christianity is banned. Uh, there is Trade with China and Korea. um, The the trade with the Europeans uh, is only the Netherlands. And um, um, there's a a period of urbanization as they're learning from China, they're learning from um, the Netherlands. And um, it's a very feudalistic society. Uh, If you're looking at the PowerPoint, you'll see um, it, it really does resemble European feudalism um knights in europe were pretty mobile they had that heavy armor where samurais were very lightweight uh, in europe the castles were made of stone in japan they were made of wood um catholic you know faith obviously in europe during the middle ages was you know contractual and very hierarchical confucianism in um and shintaoism in japan um buddhism more of like a moral duty um knights um and death you know is chivalrous uh however knights um would not kill themselves um samurai seppuku if you've heard of that that's um you know the sword to the belly um, if they've brought you know dishonor to their family Um, culture, you know, like blossom during this time. Think, I mean, they're at peace. Um, they have, um, no dramas, which are basically, they're based on tragic themes and haikus. I'm sure you've had to write these before five, seven, five syllables. Um, and then sushi and, um, Edo is the capital and was completely, um, rebuilt and street vendors served raw fish on little slabs of vinegared rice. And, Um, So this is when sushi became kind of a big deal. So um, anyway, thank you for incorporating this into your notes and please let me know if you have any questions. Thanks.